Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. The Nuggets are NBA champions, and is that something that's going to continue over the next few years? It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio in for Greeny, presented by Progressive Insurance. 888-SAY-ESPN. Hit us up on Twitter, at ChrisCanty99, at ChrisCarlin. We, later this hour... We'll get more into the one uh, one of the great legendary careers that is coming to an end. That in just 15 minutes. But Canty, we start here with not just the idea that the Nuggets can be a dynasty. We have talked about that already over the last week. The bigger question becomes is, if that's not going to happen, who are the teams, specifically in the West to begin with, who can legitimately push them over the next couple of years and really challenge them. Just to give you a quick look at the Caesar Sportsbook odds for the future already. Denver, as you would expect, is already the favorite for 2024 to win the championship at plus 475. Mm -hmm. You've got the Celtics right behind them, which continues to mystify me. I don't know that the Celtics should be the second best pick here. The Bucks at plus 700, Suns plus 800, Lakers, Sixers, Warriors plus 1,200, Clippers plus 1,600, and then Dallas and the Miami Heat at 18 to 1. Well, I have to hmm. tell you, <laughs> if I'm looking at the Western Conference and who could potentially push them, I don't look at the Phoenix Suns until I know what that supporting cast around those two guys is, because it's clearly not strong enough now. They're two amazing players. They're not enough to get past Denver. The only team to me that looks legitimate if they are to land either Kyrie Irving or Fred Van Vliet is the Lakers. And I know what I'm saying when I say that because I am putting an awful lot of eggs in the basket of these guys staying healthy, but I think there will be a massive amount of load management next year with Anthony Davis and LeBron. Well, I'll push back on the Suns aspect of it, right? Because even though they don't have draft picks, they, they will have cap space by letting go of Chris Paul and using the wave stretch provision to be able to do so. And then trading DeAndre Ayton will also allow them to fill in some depth around Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, more complimentary pieces. So I, I actually think that Phoenix is – is, is sitting in a pretty decent spot. And they got a coach that's won a championship already and Frank Vogel filling in. So I don't, I, don't, I don't look at Phoenix as being that far away from the Denver Nuggets just because you look at the two players that they're bringing to the party. Mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, who on any given night can be the best player in the entire league, and Devin Booker, who's ascending to being in that conversation as one of the best players in the league. So but, I, but, I, but Durant, too, on any given night can be sidelined for a lengthy period of time. That's the other and, problem. For and, and that's the problem that you have to worry about. But, again, that's why depth becomes so much more important for Phoenix in terms of being able to compete with Denver. But to answer your question, I don't really think that there's another team as constituted right now that can catch Denver and where they're at. Mm-hmm. Like you would point to the, the, the Boston Celtics if they maintain continuity keeping the head coach and the two superstars in place and retooling some things around all of them, meaning adding some more experienced coaches on the bench – adding some other guys that could potentially complement with Tatum and Brown do best, and then Tatum and Brown themselves improving, I think they have a chance to get there. But again, we're, we're talking about the possibility. We're talking about the potential of teams. 
And as my coach, Bill Parcells, used to always say, potential just means you haven't done it yet. Mm-hmm. Potential just means you haven't done it yet. Potential gets people fired. So I, I just, I, I'm hesitant to say that there's anybody out there right now that, that, that I can feel confident in will close the gap to where the Denver Nuggets are right now. To me, they're by far and away head and shoulders above the rest of the league. I don't believe Durant's winning another title. I think that's over. Okay. I, I think that is completely over. I, I think, and the reason I say that is I hated how things went down in Brooklyn, and I don't know when he's going to be on the court. And frankly, I don't know what's important to Kevin Durant mm. anymore. He's a hard read right now. I look at the Lakers. I know what LeBron wants to do. I know what AD... I, I was really... Built up a little bit in my faith in AD this year, not in staying healthy, but just the way he played in a lot of circumstances. Yeah, I'm curious. That's the part that that, that makes me scratch my head a little bit when you put out the Lakers, and I'm yeah. not disagreeing with you because I'm a Lakers fan. Because I think if they add you, Kyrie you, to that, but and you, but that's you can't, the only place it could work. Well, you talk about health and availability. Yes, you have questions about health and availability. With Kyrie, LeBron, and mm-hmm. AD. Yes, you do. So, I mean, you're talking about Kevin but, Durant. Kevin Durant being sidelined. All three of those guys could be sidelined at any point. Right. I would also <laughs> expect that there would be a massive, massive helping of load management. Like, I'm not worried about any of those guys and neither of those guys about winning any awards and getting to 65 games. I don't no. think that's going to be a problem. So, no. if they play 50 games and they're ready to go in the postseason, I don't care what their seating is. I don't care where they are. As long as they're in the play-in, I would absolutely have some belief in their abilities to do something if they had that third real weapon to begin with. But then there's Michael Malone, who says he thinks this can be the start of a dynasty, and I'm curious as to why. Pat Riley uh, said something many years ago. I used to have it up on my board when I was a head coach in Sacramento, and I talked about the evolution uh, in this game and how you go from a nobody to an upstart and you go from an upstart to a winner and a winner to a contender and a contender to a champion. And the last step is after a champion is to be a dynasty. So we're not satisfied. We accomplished something this franchise has never done before, but we have a lot of young, talented players in that locker room. And I think we just showed through 16 playoff wins um, what we're capable of on the biggest stage in the world. Yeah, I, I also think, though, he is discounting how a team is going to respond to that. Yeah. How, what this offseason is going to be like for that group. It's been a longer offseason than they have had over the last few years. I mean, Kenty, when you factor all of that in, you don't know how a team is going to handle prosperity. Mm-hmm. Are, are they going to come back just as hungry? Sure, I could believe that Jokic is. I don't know the ins and outs of those guys' brains around this whole thing. I know they just busted their asses to get one, and I know it's awfully hard not to sit on your laurels for at least a year before trying to get another one. Well, it's about the superstar setting the tone, and that would be Nikola Jokic, and I thought he's done a phenomenal job of that, not only during the regular season but throughout the postseason. And let this be known to the rest of the league, like there's something to be said for playing out the string with the NBA regular season. This is a team that played all of their guys right up until the very end. Right up until the, they didn't rest anybody getting ready for the postseason or anything like that. They didn't say, oh, we're okay with being the second seed. Doesn't matter if we don't have the number one seed. No, they fought for the number one seed, got the number one seed, and rolled through the playoffs. So, I mean, there's, I think their approach to it 
And Jokic's approach to it, being very workmanlike in terms of how he goes about everything that he does, is why it's easy to believe in the character of the Nuggets coming off of a championship. Cantia Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, 888-SAY-ESPN. Who challenges Denver? Let's hit the calls. Let's hit Richard next on ESPN Radio. Ricardo, que pasa? What's up, fellas? Good morning. What do you got, man? So, yeah, I, I'm a huge Warriors fan. I think the Warriors will be back, um, and I'll tell you why. Um, you know, I used to always be very derogatory towards Michael Jordan in terms of the whole baseball thing. You know, I was always in the argument of Jordan LeBron. I'd always argue for LeBron, and, and one of the things I'd always knock Jordan for was the, the baseball thing. But I'm thinking there might have been some genius in there because with the Warriors, this it's a nine-year run now with four championships. It's two extra seasons on the court in terms of playoff games, and it's all the mental of locking that down for nine years with the same core. And you could just see them struggling to get up for regular season games, even postseason games, because no matter what they say, like you, who said that quote about it's hard to eat when you're full, I think there was a mental struggle with that. But next year would be 10 years, the 10th year. I think five in 10 years is they're really going to – shoot for it. I still think they have Oh, the I'm sure they're going to shoot for it. They're not going to get it, though. I mean, to me, the Warriors with Clay nowhere near the same player that he was. Mm-hmm. Unless they go out and make a major addition, which I don't see happening, even with Draymond back, they're not beating the Nuggets. I mean, from what I just watched, they would get a gentleman sweep at best against the Nuggets right now. Yeah, they're not close. Nope. They're not close. Absolutely And, and that's not. assuming health. You got to remember, like, those guys are in their 30s now. Yep. The core of the Golden State Warriors, they need a lot of other players to come alongside them and support them, especially throughout the regular season. Guys like Jordan Poole, who got the bag and, and really hasn't done much since. I mean, Andrew Wiggins, we know that he was dealing with something with his family, and he was away from the team for the majority of the year. So him coming back and having a full season under his belt could help. But other guys like Jonathan Kaminga, like they, they're going to have to have Moses Moody. Those young players are going to have to step up if they're going to get remotely close to where Denver is. And I don't have a lot of confidence that that's going to happen, big fella. Chin, next, ESPN Radio. Chin, go. Hey, you know what Jokic reminds me of? Growing up in the 70s, you only had four TV stations and you didn't have all the clutter of technology. So you'd spend your days outside playing with all the other kids in your neighborhood. And everybody in, in elementary and middle school all kind of played together. But then you got that one kid who gets in a growth spurt, and it was no longer fair that he was on one team or the other because they kept <laughs> winning. And you just made him like all-time QB or all-time center because he saw things in a very different way, and he was just happy to play along with you. And you're just like, you know what? We're glad you're playing with us. But, man, you're pretty good right now. Look, Talk to you guys later. Yeah, listen, Jokic – is, you know, on the screen he had written uh, that this gentleman was about to call him a cheat code. That's what he is. That's what he is in every single way. It's the center of that offense. The zone poses no threat to him whatsoever. Always finds the open man. Or if he's got a good look at the top, I'll take it myself. And you almost expect it to go in. Yeah, and I thought the Denver Nuggets last night did a really good job against the zone in terms of getting Jokic the ball, not looking at him initially, but making the extra passes and then coming to him later in the possession in the middle of that zone, and he did damage. And here's the great part about Yoke. Even when other guys around him are struggling, if Michael Porter Jr. can't find a shot or Jamal Murray can't find a shot, which was the case in that third quarter, 
Nikola Jokic, you can drop it off to him, and he can go get you a bucket. bucket. That's what the Miami Heat didn't have the entire series. They didn't have a guy that they could just give the ball to when they needed to score a bucket, and that guy could get his own shot. Remember, Jimmy Butler had to turn over late. I think it was 30 seconds to go in the game. They're down by three. Had that turnover, the Miami Heat didn't even get a shot. Like, those types of things can't happen. But that's because the Heat don't have a guy that can just get him a bucket. Nikola Jokic, as a big, you can give him the ball anywhere on the court, and he can get a shot. Or he can create a shot for somebody else. That's what sets him apart. That's what makes him special. Greeny is coming to you live from the Seaport, brought to you by Gray Goose. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio, on your smart speaker. We want to hear from you the question of the day. Who can challenge the Nuggets in 2024? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Also, who or where do you put Nikola Jokic now among the all-time greats? We're saying goodbye to a legend who has decided to hang it up. We'll get to that as well in moments. Canty and Carlin, in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Greeny, the podcast. 
NBA playoffs. Bounce pass to Jokic against Martin at the free throw line. Jokic puts it on the deck, drives and scores. Denver back in front. We are not winning for ourselves. We are winning for the guy next to us. And that's why this is more is even more because uh, everything, everything this, uh, this year was amazing. Continuing coverage of the NBA playoffs on Greeny with Mike Greenberg. Just how long can the Nuggets remain dominant in the West? Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Earlier, we had four-time world champion Andre Iguodala, of course, with the Warriors, with us. And he was asked the question, can the Nuggets, in fact, remain dominant? Definitely have the ingredients for it. You know, they have a very young team, I think, out of their core, something that people don't really understand is the more you win, the more that comes with it um, in terms of just the nonsense. And it's from the outside noise. You get creep within, you know, so you just got to continue to protect, you know, the true essence of the game of basketball and keep it about basketball. Just make sure that, you know, the focus is on winning, not really about who gets credit. And when I think the biggest key to it is a guy like Jokic. And we talk about Steph Curry, you know, I talk about him a lot. When you're best player when your superstar is is humble keeps it about the game it flows to the rest of the team it, it speaks to what you were talking about earlier of setting a tone when it is the best player who sets the tone yeah and, and that's what you're looking for like again talent sets the floor character sets the teal and ceiling and you say that about the individual but it's also about the team And so when you look at this Nuggets team, you look at all of the things that Jamal Murray has been through, all that he had to fight through with the the knee reconstruction after the bubble, terrible injury that kept him out multiple seasons. You look at what Michael Porter Jr. had to deal with, seeing his draft stock fall disappointingly on draft night because of the back injury and having to battle back from that and then deal with injuries the last couple of years, fighting his way to be healthy this year for his team. You look at Nikola Jokic, who was the 41st overall pick in his draft class. This is not a first-round pick. This is not a lottery pick. Think about how he made himself into a good player. The, the, The journeys that these individual players have gone through have developed a character for this team. And it's a group of guys that have fought through adversity, that have been the underdog, and that chip on their shoulder, that mentality, is going to serve them well now that they go from being the hunters to the hunted. More of you are itching to get in on the discussion. We hit it at 888-ESPN with Gordon next on ESPN Radio. Gordon, who can challenge the Denver Nuggets? It's got to be the Bucks. When 100% healthy... Lopez going up against Joe, I think that would be good. They got a good bench, good shooting. I'm going with the Bucks, 100% healthy. Well, here's the thing to remember. Both Lopez and Chris Middleton are free agents. Yeah. So they're going to be able to keep everybody. Now, having said that, that's the one I really want to see next year. I really want to see Giannis and Jokic in the final. Well, they got to have they got to have Brooke Lopez though. Yeah, yes, they yes. have to keep Brooke Lopez. Yes, they do. And here's the thing about I mean, he's a defensive player of the year. But that's my point. And yeah. here's the thing about what Jokic has done. He's going to force every single title contender to go out there and find a big that they can leave matched up with him one on one in certain situations. Like you can't stop Jokic, and more often than not, you're probably going to have to double team him to get the ball out of his hands. But you're, at some point, you're going to have to have a guy be able to line up one-on-one against him and be able to hold his own, not allow that guy to just go off, not allow him to back him into the restricted area and go in for layups like we saw him do bam out of bio in the second half of yesterday's game. Like He's going to force every NBA team that thinks they have a chance at winning the finals to address 
what their big man rotation is. Just because you got to have bodies to be able to combat what Nikola Jokic brings to the table. John, next, ESPN Radio. John, what do you say, bud? Okay, um, let me ask you a question. Thanks for taking my call. When is Embiid a free agent? Not for a few years. Yeah, he's got a while. He's locked in for a bit. I think the next three years. Yeah. Three years? Yeah. Because I was just saying, the Knicks, I would love to see the Knicks get Embiid. The Knicks aren't going And go against Denver. John. Man, Embiid ain't never leaving Philadelphia. John, don't be the guy. Embiid is not leaving Philadelphia anytime soon. Thanks for the call. If you're you're the Sixers, why on God's green earth would you ever let Embiid leave? Why would you let him leave? He just led the league in scoring in back-to-back years, and he won his first MVP. And I'm sorry, he's 29 years old. He literally just turned 29 in March. Why would you ever let that guy leave your organization? Yeah, you wouldn't. I've heard a lot, and Alan Hahn talked about it this morning on Get Up, uh, the idea of Bradley Beal being somebody that's a fit for the Knicks. Let me tell you, if you end up with Bradley Beal after not giving up what you needed to give up to get Donovan Mitchell, that that's a major disappointment. Well, the reason why you brought up Bradley Beal is because Beal has suggested in the past yeah. that Philadelphia would be an interesting place to play. Mm-hmm. Like he, he expressed that that could potentially be a fit for him down the road if things don't work out in Washington. Right. And I think it's safe to say things haven't worked out in Washington. Yeah, and as far as the Knicks are concerned with that, I, I don't see that one either. Yeah, if you're Brad Beal, it's like no. you, you can go to the Knicks or you can go to the Philadelphia Sixers. Who now, do you think is closer? Yeah. Now, Canty, I will say this. There is one player this offseason, depending on where he ends up, that could absolutely make the difference in challenging the Nuggets in 2024. Oh, I know where you're going. And that's Dame Dollar. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Just think about a couple of places. You drop Dame in Miami. The Heat are back in the finals next year against the Nuggets again. Mm -hmm. And they have a much better chance to win. Agreed. You drop Dame Lillard in Philadelphia. Sixers are in the finals. No doubt. Sixers, I was thinking about this last night. If the Sixers had ridden with Jimmy Butler as opposed to going with Ben Simmons and Tobias Harris, they'd already have a championship. They'd already have one. They'd be a lot closer if they, don't, if they didn't already have one. They'd uh, be a lot closer. Dame's not going to Boston. I saw that the other day. Nah, There's yeah. no interest there. Uh, if Dame went to New York, I don't think they would challenge the Nuggets for a title. I don't think he necessarily wants to go to New York. I don't think there's enough there. Is there any other place you could drop Dame into that would immediately – well – the Lakers, obviously, but I, I, that's a very they tough don't have, thing they don't have to the try resources. to make happen. They don't have yeah. the resources to get Is there in. any place else that you can drop Dame into that would immediately make them challenge the Nuggets, make a team challenge the Nuggets? Phoenix. Phoenix. Whew, how could they make that happen? I, I, I don't know. know. the Aiton and I, I all do, that. I don't know, but I'm, if you're yeah. asking me, if you put da- Damian Lillard with Devin Booker yeah. and Kevin Durant, Yes. I would have to rescind Hell that yes. Kevin Durant's not going to win a championship. Hell yes. Hell yes. But I think the, the more likely two would be Philadelphia or Miami. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. I would agree and with that. And that will absolutely change the dynamic. Jacob, next, ESPN Radio. Jacob, what's going on? Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you, bud? So I'm thinking that uh, the dynasty for the Nuggets is based on other teams ascending, correct? Well, it's based because, on the teams in the next couple of years who are going to be able to 
at the very least, if they get another player, like we were just talking about with Lillard, or if they are on their way up and ready to challenge. Like, for me, an interesting team maybe two years from now is Sacramento. Yes. I like OKC in that sense. They, they got they got a little longer road to go. Yeah. yeah like, it's a learning curve to winning a championship. Remember now, this Denver Nuggets team, they just broke through last night. They had been knocking on the door for the last three or four years. Yeah. It takes time. Like, OKC was in the play-in tournament this year. So, like, it's, it's going to take some time. They got to have the experience of getting into the playoffs, going on a deep playoff run, getting to NBA finals, and then we having don't a even know what Chet Holmgren is yet. Yeah, they, now listen, they've got a ton of draft picks. Yes. When I said they've got a ton of draft picks, and right now they're going to need every single one of them because OKC ain't a free agent destination. But I do like some of the young players that they have. And I'm glad that you said that. It just triggered my memory or something. How about Denver in the middle of the finals making a trade with Oklahoma City with draft picks so that they got a pick in the middle of the first round this year? That tells you Denver is all in for the next few years. Well, they're hedging against they're Bruce Brown, around. who could potentially yep. leave this offseason. He's got a player option, I believe, so mm-hmm. $6.8 So I think Bruce Brown deserves a raise for all that he means to that team. But they got to find other guys to fill in because, again, most of the core is in, under contract. Like guys like KCP and, and 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 Aaron Gordon, they're under contract for the foreseeable future outside of the big three of the Denver Nuggets. They got those guys in place. Christian Brown was a rookie. So they got him in place, but they got to find other depth pieces, and I think the draft is a good place to do it if you know what you're doing. Cantia Carlin for Greeny, ESPN Radio. You can watch Greeny on the ESPN app. Just click watch, look for Greeny, and, you know, enjoy. Up next, a legend is on a farewell tour saying goodbye. And we have already got a perfect replacement. That in moments. Canty and Carlin for Greeny, ESPN Radio Series 6M Channel 80. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Hey, 
Big ups. What a career for Pat Sajak. 41 years, man. 41 years. That's amazing. That show. So here, I got an interesting story about that. Mm. It's Katie and Carlin for Greeny on ESPN Radio. So Pat Sajak, back, I guess, what did the show start? So it started around 81, yeah. right? Yeah. So in the late 70s, you know Gary Apple? Mm-hmm. Gary Apple is a, an anchor here in New York on SNY. And Gary was a young upstart kid at that time who was working in, uh, as a weekend reporter at a sports, uh, for in a sports department uh, at a TV station in L.A. Mm-hmm. And the TV station in L.A. was all legendary newscasters. Yeah. Stu Nahan, there were one or two others, and then Pat Sajak. And I think Brian Gumbel was actually one of them, too. Okay. Uh, and Pat Sajak. And apparently, he got this offer, and he told these guys, listen, I'm leaving. I'm going to go do this game show. Now, at the time, that newscaster job was paying like $3 million a year. And it was for doing a half hour on the air every night. Yeah. Like, those were among the best jobs in America. Sure. And they all looked at him like, you're an idiot. Why would you possibly leave to go and do this? To go for a game show that could be over next month. The game show is Wheel of Fortune. I think Pat Sajak made the right decision. Oh, my God. Either that or he's got a horseshoe with the sun don't shine. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) One way or the other. Exactly. Yeah. But that is an amazing career. And can't you? You know, I got beef with the Wheel of Fortune, though. Why is that? When I was a kid, they had this contest that you could participate in from at home. Like, they would leave up the the clues, Mm -hmm. part of the uh, letters for the puzzle. Mm -hmm. And if you were the first one to call in on a touch-tone phone, you would win. And so we called in on a touchstone phone in the early 90s, and I was a little kid. I was like, I got it, I got it. The answer is South Pacific. And they said that we did not call in from a touchstone phone. They thought we had a rotary phone. That's garbage. That's garbage. It's absolutely trash. That is absolutely trash. Tick me off. Yeah. I should have won something from the Wheel of Fortune. Yeah. Something, anything. I don't But as a little kid, I was scarred by that game show. Yeah. I I was was scarred. I get it. And I've had beef with Wheel of Fortune and Pat Sajak. Ever since. I have always, always wanted to host a game show. I, w- really? I would leave this job tomorrow. That would be the only job I would ever leave it for. Okay. To host a game show. I love game shows. So what's the game show then? The only game show I can tell you I would not want to host would be Jeopardy. Because... You actually got to be smart to host. You really, <laughs> well, at, at the very least, you have to think you're smart to do it. And and as long as, you, like, you know, they got Mayim Bialik, they got Ken Jennings, who, you know, won who what? Who graduated, she worth? graduated from, like, Harvard. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers, who was good at In it. neuroscience. But, you know, <laughs> with Aaron Rodgers, like, he could do it, I guess. He was a celeb, that was celebrity Jeopardy. But he wasn't bad at it. He wasn't bad at it, but he's not, not like, they, they, they gave him the softball type of stuff. Right. It was manageable But when he actually hosted Rodgers. it, he wasn't bad either. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they yeah. gave him the softball type of stuff. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't murderer's row when it comes to your panel or the questions that you're asking. No, it wasn't. It but, wasn't what they asked Ken Jennings to do. No. Price is right. I That's would, a good one. Listen, yeah. I would I would shove Drew Carey out of the way so far. I mean, absolutely. You need Price, me. To, you need me to kneecap him for I, you. Absolutely. You want to go Galuli on him? <laughs> no offense, Drew. Ta- I'm kidding. Tanya Harding. I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, there was a game show back in the day called Sale of the Century. Joker's Wild. Like you name it, I'll do it. 
You know the game show that I would love to host? What? Love Connection. <laughs> love Connection. Like, I would be like the, 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 the modern-day version of Chuck Woolery. The Let's new go. Chuck Woolery. The I new like Chuck it. Woolery. What love about the dating connection. game? I could do the dating game, too. Yeah. Anything that has to do with people finding love, right? Yeah. I think, I'm thinking I'm pretty good. I got a good pulse on relationships and that kind of stuff. Carlin, you know? what's this picture on uh, the ESPN app uh, streaming? So this was – I put up a picture there and on Twitter – of from a few years ago and on Instagram, uh, this was me hosting a show on SNY called Beat the Booth. And mm. it was with Gary Cohen and Howie Rose, the Mets two broadcasters. And they would have fans go up against them in Mets trivia. They, I remember watching this. Yes, they did it once a year. So I did it. They did it once a year for like three years. Kevin Burkhardt hosted it one year. And then I hosted it two years after he left. And it was an absolute blast. And I made them give me that long, thin microphone. Even though it didn't work, I actually held that microphone like it did work mm-hmm. and uh, did that. So I absolutely loved it. So it's kind of like Stump the Schwab, what we had here. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, uh, and Gary and, and Howie, they could not stand it more. Because they did not want to go in there and lose. And they didn't, to their credit. They did not lose because they are that good. Yeah. They had more angst about that than actually going out there and doing a game. Right. That was a lot of fun. And and again, in a second. Would leave it in a minute. Cam, if you could host a game show, which one would it be? I got Family Feud, but I would never take Steve Harvey's job because he's just let's go. He's it. got enough jobs he's though. I think he can afford it. to give up one. Yeah, yeah isn't he, he's Steve like Harvey Judge now. Steve Harvey. He's yeah. got he's got a million jobs. This? I know. But still, no no better man for that job than uh, than him. But he Family does do Feud a great was job. Family Feud was my show. Uh, you know, for the last 10, 15 years, my favorite game show. Yeah, uh, Bubba, what about you? Um, I, I go back to the ones just when I, when I was a, a kid on Nickelodeon, I was just, and they don't exist anymore, but I just, I would bring back, I love the, uh, Double Dare, Double Dare, yeah, the Legends of the Hidden Temple, Guts, big Guts guy, Guts yeah. was great, um, what other ones, um, and all the all the ones as a kid were just were great. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones. Uh, Finders Keepers was a great one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, all the, Nickelodeon just had some great ones when we were kids. <laughs> Watching kids trying to climb into a vat of marshmallow to <laughs> find a flat. <laughs> uh, double dare. A vat double of fluff. Double dare was great. <laughs> yes, it was a vat of fluff. It was a vat of fluff. <laughs> yeah. It's Kenzie and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Hey, again, Pat Sajak, congratulations, Wheel of Fortune people. You need somebody, consider my... You're the guy? ...bald head hat in the ring. You're the guy? Yeah, exactly. I'd be all about that. I'd, be all about how... it. I'd be all about it if you could find a spot for your teammate, too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I would make it happen. I like that you're throwing your hat in the ring. We've seen how well it goes when you put on <laughs> It's a big hats. hat, but it's a big hat, though. Yeah. yeah. It better be. It's a very big hat. He's, <laughs> he's casting a wide net. I might, I might as well throw the hat in that Freddie gave me that I was wearing. Like, the other day, like, it's even so depressing. The other day, I went to... Phillies Dodgers. Yeah. It's cap day. And I turned to my nephew, Jackson, who went with me, huge Dodgers fan. And I'm looking at this. It's a nice white cap with a Liberty Bell on it. And I just said to Jackson, what are the odds I even have a chance of this thing fitting? Like, and it had the long expanded thing uh, on the back. And I do it and I put it on and it's just no shot. Yeah. You know, even when you, even when it, you put it on and that thing is super long, then it's just long and expanded in the back, and the rest of it looks like a little, you know, a, a little beanie <laughs> with a prim. Yeah. Canty, 
What's how, up? How about our guy, before we get back to a couple of more calls at 888-SAY-ESPN, Jordan Cornette tweeted this out. Uh, he's on a flight, apparently, recently, mm-hmm. uh, last couple of days. The flight attendant had to be removed from the flight because she was visibly drunk. <laughs> visibly drunk. And Jordan's she got, she like, come on. She got into the airplane. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, visibly drunk. Okay. What are the worst jobs to be drunk at? I guess having I, mean, the, outside. I, I guess having the flight attendant drunk is better than having the pilot drunk, this right? This is true. Yeah. I, I made the mistake of watching the movie Flight on a Flight. Yeah, that's a bad idea. That was a mistake. That's a bad idea. I would say anything that you have to do outside in the heat. Oh, good Anything call. that you have to do outside in the heat. Like, if you had to be a golf caddy oh. and you're hungover, and there's a possibility of that happening during the course of a, a week at a tournament. Yeah. Like, just think about it. If you're hungover and you've got to carry a golf bag, you don't even get to swing the golf club. You just carry the damn bag. And you're reading the course, reading the greens, 18 holes, and you're walking the entire thing, no golf cart? Come on, man. That's a yeah. terrible job to have. Yeah. It's awful. I've seen people play golf hungover, and that's enough. Yeah. Like, I rode in a cart with a guy who was hungover one time, and we nearly died in the cart. I'm not playing hungover. Like, yeah. if I played and no. I felt terrible, I'm just I'm I'm packing it in. I'm the tea time. I'm packing it in. I'm, I'm going yeah. back to the clubhouse, jumping in my car, and I'm going somewhere see where at I can lunch. sleep. Yeah. I'll, I'll see exactly. you at lunch. Uh, Bubba, worst job to be drunk at? Well, I think the question is, what's the job? That, what's the job you wouldn't want someone to be drunk at? I think so. Um, well, I, I, you know, if you're anybody driving anywhere, obviously. Yeah, I mean, so to me, I feel like it's. I I I, I always get uncomfortable watching someone. You know, in their job. So to me, it'd be like a, a TV anchor or, you know, someone, someone where you can't, you know, it's uncomfortable watching them do your job and you can't look away and you just feel so uncomfortable watching them. So See, you're, you're watching, a, you know, you know, you mentioned, you know, those guys in L.A. when Sajak was doing the, the news. Yeah. Imagine watching one of them drunk. Like to me, that's the most uncomfortable Feeling, <laughs> that you know, would like, be entertaining yeah, to me, Bob. Bob, I mean, I'm like, sorry. I completely it's, disagree it's, with you on that. I embrace that the is entertaining. <laughs> it, it's both. It's both entertaining, but also just uncomfortable. My doctor can be drunk, but I draw the line at uh, radio hosts, <laughs> right? <TV> hosts. Right? <laughs> exactly. Jobs you wouldn't want to have. People, come on, Bob's. Eight 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 say ESPN. Have you never seen Major League? <laughs> It's <laughs> hilarious. He was perfectly sober. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. Uh, one of oh, our TV man. crew brings up phlebotomists. <laughs> what is a phlebotomist? I have no idea. What they work is. with blood, right? It's a person who draws oh blood. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I, I want, want no part of that. No. They're hitting, they're hitting Any the wrong of my medical professionals. No. Yeah. I need them sober. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. I need them sober. Yeah. Especially anybody who's carrying a probe. Yeah. It is Canty and Carlin in for Greeny on ESPN Radio. Sean up next on ESPN Radio. Sean, what do you got? I, I was um, calling to answer a question about where Dame should go. And, I mean, it, it fits like a puzzle to him to go to Miami. Dame's got that dog mentality. That's all the whole heat culture's dog mentality. And another thing you're talking about, where he could possibly go. And what about Milwaukee? Would he not? Would they not want to championship him and Giannis? Do they have the pieces to get Dame Lillard in Milwaukee? You know, when two of their guys are already free agents? I mean, what, what does Milwaukee have to offer them that, that – Portland would want. 
Yeah, uh, I don't think Dante DiVincenzo is getting it done. He's not there, is he? Oh, is he still there or is he no, gone? I thought he was in Golden State. Oh, you're right. He's in Golden State now. The uh, Who's the other guy, the other shooter? Um, the fact that oh, you don't know. Pat Connaughton. The fact that you're searching and you're yeah. reaching for his name. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably not going to get it done. Yeah, probably <laughs> not. Uh, let's squeeze in. Uh, who's next? Um, uh, Israel, up next on ESPN Radio. Israel, what do you got? Yeah, first of all, I think that Damian Lillard uh, came out and said that uh, he he likes to play with um, with Mikel um, Bridges on the Nets, so I think uh, he has a shot of going to the Nets. Uh, if I were Damian Lillard, I would want to go nowhere near the Nets. No offense to my friendships. Nowhere near him. Because I don't think the Nets are winning a championship anytime soon. I mean, I, I, I like the pieces that the Nets have. I mean, Cam Johnson, Mikel Bridges, and Nick Claxton, I like the pieces, but contend at a championship level, there's still a lot more growth that needs to happen before I'm going to view them through that lens. I can't, I can't even give it a chance at that point. I really can't. Yeah, I mean, how many seasons do you have to give away? Like, you want to jump, jump into a situation that's ready-made for you to compete for a title. Has there been any other franchise that have shown themselves to be better at that than the Miami Heat? No. No. The Miami Heat are the absolute perfect destination for Lillard, and they'll be back in the finals with them. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. And also available wherever you get your podcasts.